welcome to the Destination Begin podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Smith. I've lost over 250 pounds. I've started my life over multiple times and managed to find humor, lessons, and joy in the process. And now I'm here sharing those stories with you. Thanks for joining me. So today I'm going to be doing some Q&A. I get podcast topic ideas sent in and a lot of them kind of sit here until I have a chance to do them, but a lot of them end up just being basic questions. So I'm going to answer some of those questions and this is going to be um, just a lot of different nutrition-based information and hacks from me in this episode. So the first question I get the most asked, I get asked the most often is about macros. What are macros? How do I know it's in my food? I have no idea how to eat a macro diet. What does it even mean? So a macro diet, there are three macronutrients that we need to survive and to feed our bodies. Protein, carbohydrates, and fat. Your body is made up out of protein, carbohydrates, and fat. So those are the three macros. Now, when you're talking about eating according to your macros, what that means is you're not just tracking the calories of the food that you're eating. You're trying to eat um, protein, carbs, and fat in a certain ratio that will help you achieve your body composition goals. So body composition goal, whatever it is, if it needs you want to lose weight, you want to build muscle or both, um, it's going to impact how much protein and court carbs and fat that you will eat in a day. Now, a lot of people, I put them on a, a macro diet and they're like, whoa, this is so much food, so much protein, what's going on? Well, here's the thing. The standard American diet is very carb and fat heavy. Um, we focus on um, carbs. Like So in the morning, the most common food in the morning is, bre- is breakfast cereal. Breakfast cereal is basically all carbohydrates um, and sugar. Uh, most of it's absolute garbage. Um, there's very few breakfast cereals out there that are worth their weight. They're just highly processed um, carbohydrates, most of the time sweetened with high fructose corn syrup. The cereal that we give to kids, don't get me started. So breakfast, carbs, lunch would be sandwiches, pizza, tacos, very carb heavy. Dinners, pastas, again, pizzas, rice, casseroles that have a lot of cheese or meals that have a lot of cheese. People do burgers and fries, meat and potatoes. And the ratio of those carbs to fat, uh, to protein is really high. So most of us, if we're just eating according to what's out there and what's around and what's normal, are eating a very carb-heavy diet full of high fructose corn syrup, um, processed grains, simple carbs that turn to sugar in your body. And so you can't eat a ton of that without gaining weight because if you eat a little more than you burn, your body's so quick to just turn that into fat and store it in your body. Also spikes your insulin response, which you know triggers your body to store um extra, that extra insulin, it's fat. So we say, all right, I'm eating 1500 calories a day and I'm still chubby. I still have fat rolls. I have too much fat. I don't understand how I'm supposed to get definition and muscle. Well, I say, all right, you're eating too many carbs. I'm going to have you eat more. I'm going to have you eat 1800 calories, but you're going to eat 150 grams of protein. And all I want you to do is focus on getting that protein in and staying under that calorie number. Most of the time, the first response, especially the first couple of days is, I can't possibly eat all of this protein. I'm so full and there's no way that I'm going to lose weight or reach my goals eating so many calories. And to that I say, just wait (laughs) because your body 
needs to shift its processing and get used to that intake of protein to say, oh, okay, here's the building block that I've been missing. This is what I need to build those muscles, to strengthen those muscles, to repair the body, to keep uh, this body running efficiently. The, The comparison I make between carbs and protein often is you think of a bonfire. If you were to throw a bunch of kindling and newspaper on that bonfire, it would get burned up really, really, really fast and the fire would get quiet. But if you put a log on that fire, that log is gonna burn, it's gonna burn hot, and it's gonna burn sustainably. That's what happens when you put protein in your body. Now, in order to get the fire burning, you gotta put some kindling and newspaper in there. So carbohydrates are really important because they are the energy that sends all of that um, protein into your muscles. So they do go well together. So to summarize, a macro-based diet is where you're eating with a certain number of protein, carbs, and fats um, within your day while staying under a calorie number or hitting a calorie number. The best way to start is to work to stay under your calorie number, but hit that protein number. And that can be hard to do, especially if you're used to eating carbohydrates mostly. If you're just used to eating like a normal American, it can be hard to shift. So protein being the most important thing, you just have to start thinking about every time you eat, what's my protein going to be? So breakfast, eggs, egg whites, um, turkey, sausage, bacon, those have a lot of fat in them, but they're still a protein source. Um, Greek yogurt, um, if you like to make smoothies, things like hemp seeds, um, flax seeds, um, chia seeds, those types of things add some protein. There's a protein in broccoli and in spinach, not a ton, but there is. So those are some sources of protein people like in the morning. For lunch, you're going to want to go for, you know, meats, chicken, fish, turkey. Um, Again, I do a lot of eggs, egg whites. Seafood is a really great source of protein. Protein shakes, protein bars. We'll talk about those in a minute. Um, Snacks. If you're reaching for a snack and you're grabbing a 100 calorie pack of popcorn, 100 calories is not very much fuel. It's going to give you the fun of eating something, but it's not going to actually quench your your thirst for food is what's what's going on so to think of snacks what's a protein i can eat uh beef jerky can i have a greek yogurt how about um a glass of like fair life milk that's got protein in it something with protein is going to actually solve the hunger you're feeling keep you fuller longer and protein and carbs are the same valued calorie um, to calories. So four grams of carbs, same calories as four grams of protein, but one of them is going to keep you fuller longer. It's dinner time, protein options. I mean, the sky's the limit. Again, meat, fish, um, seafood, those types of things. So when you think about dinner, instead of thinking like pasta and um, uh, rice and beans or whatever, or tacos with a little bit of meat, think about the star of your plate being uh, a nice chicken breast or some chicken thighs or you know red meat, a steak, a burger, a bunless burger. Um, I love to get rotisserie chickens, um, seafood, shrimp cocktail, fish. So many delicious fish. And if you have an air fryer, I talk about this all the time. An air fryer is the best way to make fish. So just shifting your mind, getting started small. 
It's really hard to change your entire diet overnight. It's just hard to sustain. It's hard to put into practice. So if you were to start a macro-based plan now, which I can write that for you and I can help you with that as part of the Kristen experience, shameless plug, um, number one, you want to have a calorie number and you want to just start working on getting that protein into your life. Start thinking about protein, start choosing it first, start finding the ones that you like the best and start getting your protein consumption up. It's so important. That helps you change your body composition because your body does not want to turn protein into fat and store it. It's too much work. So you eat the protein, it's going to go to um, rebuild and repair your body. Then you add some carbs. Carbs are not evil. They are fuel. Add some carbs to your plate. That's going to send that protein to the muscle. It's going to give you energy. It's going to tell your body, hey, I'm being fed. It's okay to burn through this fuel and even take some off my body because I'm not starving. And fat, which is super important, um, helps to balance and regulate your hormones. Nine calories per gram, so more more caloric. So you want to be careful with just how much fat you're eating. Um, but avocados, egg yolks, um, really pure actual butter. <laughs> um, adding those fats into again on the side. I tend to get my fats from salad dressings, egg yolks. I kind of think of fat as something that I get as an accessory. I don't eat a lot of. Food that has a lot of fat in it, I like to add it. So I like to add the avocado as my my fat. I, I enjoy whole eggs instead of egg whites when I want fat. Peanut butter, almond butter, again, salad dressing, um, real mayo, things like that um, is how I like to enjoy my fat. So don't be intimidated. Lots of people live according to their macros for the rest of their life. It's It's a learning curve, but you can do it. So start with protein. Speaking of protein, I'm going to talk a little bit about protein supplementation. I get that question asked a lot. What's the best protein? How much protein powder should I eat? So we should be getting most of our protein from real food as much as possible. But in in the beginning when you're on a macro plan and even as you're going through your life, it's helpful to supplement with some protein. I recommend no more than two servings a day of protein powder or protein bars. You want to be eating your food and giving your body whole real food as much as possible. But if you're going to supplement with a, a protein powder, um, I am a big fan of First Forum. I'm one of their legionnaires. I believe in their products 100%. Their proteins are the best tasting, the easiest to blend. They have a vegan protein powder now um, that's really good. They have one. It's called Iced Oatmeal Cookie. It's really good mixed up with some um, almond milk and some instant vanilla pudding, and it turns into like a little cookie dough. Sidebar. But they have vegan protein. They have full meal replacement proteins and they have whey isolate protein. So the difference there is a whey isolate protein powder is just protein. It's already partially broken down so it digests quickly, goes right to your muscle. So that's a great protein for pre and post-workout because it's going to aid in recovering. Level one that they have is a meal replacement protein. So it's got some carbs and fats and it's meant to be um, a little bit more of a satisfying meal as a, repl- as a, as a protein shake. So... Their level one also is one that people all over, I think, the world use. Their caramel latte flavor. Put it in your coffee in the morning and blend it up with a little frother, and you get a protein-filled latte. It's one of the greatest ways to get some extra protein in your diet. Take the crap out of your diet if you usually stop and get a latte full of sugar. It's a great way to do it. So for protein powders, first form, I recommend 1,000% 
Um, if you don't like something from them, they have a 110% money back guarantee. So if you've never ordered from them before, um, there's a link on my website to order through my link. So if you order through me, you get free shipping and I can be your rep. So um, destination begin is my my sales code. It doesn't get you a discount. It gets you free shipping. So um, take a look at their website. They have these new microwavable protein mug cakes. So it's a little little cup. You rip the top off, you microwave it. It turns into a delicious protein-based cake. It's delicious. But um, over-the-counter proteins, if you're not going to order from First Form, um, I really like the brands that they have. Most Whole Foods, most grocery stores have. I think it's called Orgain. It's an organic plant-based protein. Um, I also really um, like uh, Isopure. Isopure is really great for just the whey protein. Their flavors are good. I like it a lot. Also, Chris and Heidi Powell's company, Transform, they have one called Everyday Protein, and they have a peach milkshake flavor that is amazing. I love it. So um, those are some other brands. Um, You just want to look for a protein that has low sugar and as few ingredients as possible. Um, I also recommend adding collagen protein to your life. Vital Proteins is the best one for over-the-counter, but again, First Form has one. Collagen is not a complete protein. In other words, your body needs other um, chains of protein in order to make a complete protein, but it's a protein that's really good for hair, skin, and nails. It's basically from eggshells and fish bones and animal bones. It's collagen, um, kind of like Jello. But they have some flavored ones that go well in coffee. I like the one from First Form. I make it into a thick ice cream with my my um, Ninja Bullet, a little almond milk, lots of ice. My collagen, I make it real thick. I eat it with a spoon. Sometimes I sprinkle some cereal on top, um, some Special K. Um, it's the only cereal that like gives me the crunch that I want without having a lot of sugar in it. Catalina Crunch I like to use as well because that's plant-based protein cereal. It's just expensive. It's like nine bucks a bag now, like holy buckets. Anyway, so no more than twice a day for protein supplementation. As for protein bars, again, I love the Built Bars. I advertise for them. They are so good. They have these puffs now. So it's a marshmallow. It's kind of like chocolate-covered marshmallow. And then they have other flavors. They have a cookie dough um, cookie dough puff that's coming out this week. There's a brownie batter puff, churro puff, banana puff. They're about 140 calories. You get 15 to 17 grams of protein. And so they're great instead of dessert because it's protein. It's not just junk food, um, but they're delicious like that. Um, if you want a meal replacement bar, I recommend First Forms Protein Bars. They also are delicious. But over the counter in the store, Quest is the brand that I always recommend. It's the lowest sugar. I think they have the best flavor. Um, so that's the brand that I would recommend you buy in the store. Also, One, O-N-E, that's a good brand of protein bar. Uh, Vital Proteins also now has a protein bar that I have not tried, but that people rave. Bear Bells. Bear Bells is one that's delicious, and you can start to find it more places. You can order them online, but I noticed that like my gym I teach at, they have them too. They have a white chocolate flavor that's delicious, so try those out. Um, you just want to watch out again for the sugar content and also realize that if you eat too much protein in one sitting, your body just poops it out. So you don't need to go for 40 to 50 grams of protein in one bar. Um, if you're a guy, yeah, you can process more protein in one sitting than a girl, like up to 40 grams, but... Overall, you want to kind of spread that out a bit. So Um, another question I get is uh, water, saying, I have such a hard time getting water in. I know I need to drink more water. 
how much do I really need to drink? Here's where I say, meet yourself where you are. So if you're only drinking a couple of glasses a day, don't try to do a gallon tomorrow. Just try to double what you're drinking or add one cup. Sometimes you have to set an alarm on your phone to say, okay, it's time to drink. Um, if you really have to start getting in the habit, but start where you are and simply add one cup or add double what you're doing. A hundred ounces a day is the bare minimum that you should really be drinking. Unless you're a teeny, teeny, tiny person. Um, they always say an ounce per pound of body weight. So if you're a hundred pounds and you're drinking a hundred ounces, it's probably enough for someone like me. I'm 160, a full gallon to a gallon and a half is really what I should be drinking, especially if you're working out, especially if you're eating a lot of protein, your body needs water to, um, fuel and funnel and digest all of that stuff. It can be hard on your kidneys and your liver to be eating a lot of protein if you're not drinking water. So hydrate yourself. Vegetables. Another question I get a lot is, you say not to log green vegetables, but I eat a lot and I feel like I'm just eating a ton of calories. How is it possible? So I always tell people, don't if you're logging your food, don't log your green vegetables because they're so full of fiber and good things. You want to be able to feel free to eat as much as you want and they end up kind of having a negative calorie effect because there's so much fiber in them and it takes energy to burn them. However, if you're eating you know, four cups of broccoli three times a day, there are calories in that. And if you're eating that plus all your other food, you might find that, okay, you're, you might hit a little plateau. I still don't think that really happens, but if you feel like you've hit a plateau and you're eating a ton of green vegetables and not logging them, start logging them and count them. Um, anything more than say three servings in a day, start logging them and see what happens if you count those as calories. Um, but ultimately I just believe in eating as many green, fresh, alive vegetables as humanly possible. It gives you a variety of micronutrients. It's, you know, most of the dark green leafy veg are alkaline, which neutralizes acid in your body. Our foods are just very acidic. Meat is very acidic. Things turn to acid in your system and acid can lead to disease. So anytime that you can put alkaline substances in your body, like thick, dark, leafy greens, vegetables, kale, um, keep it changed up. I get in a rut with my veggies too. And it's like, I got to change it. So this week it's zucchini, um, and cucumbers. Last week it was just all salad greens, but I started adding arugula into my salads, more spinach. Um, I do bell peppers, um, Brussels sprouts are great. So eat vegetables. Um, Coupled with that question is fruit. What about fruit? Well, fruit is obviously alive and wonderful and healthy for you. It's good for you. But it also has a lot of sugar. It's natural sugar, but it still has sugar. And so if you're working on increasing your sensitivity to um, sugar so that you don't end up with insulin resistance, then cutting some, some fruit out is going to help with that. Now, I can't tell you how much fruit you should or shouldn't eat. I think a good rule of thumb is no more than two fruits a day um, just because of the carbohydrate and sugar content if you're on a weight loss journey. But if you're not on a weight loss journey and you're seeking to have healthy food, you know, f- eat your veg, eat your protein, and eat eat fruit as part of your carbohydrates, and just just pay attention. I get bingy on things like blueberries. I can eat five pounds of blueberries, so they're good for you. But nobody needs to eat that many. But they're to me, they're like candy. They're like sugar. So for things like that, just be careful. Like with any other thing, but. You know, apples are so great. Apples are proven to wake you up. They say if you're sleepy, an apple does more to wake you up than a cup of coffee. Um, Also, fiber. So, 
Don't eat dried fruit. Don't drink fruit juices. Eat fresh, whole fruit. You'll get the fiber. Um, Apples actually help your gum health, if you knew that. Um, But apples, I think, are one of the most greatest fruits to eat. Um, Bananas are great for potassium. If you're a runner, you do a lot of cardio, you sweat a lot, get a banana into your day. Um, Those have a lot of sugar, a lot of carbs, but it's the kind that you really want. So I would say log your fruit as part of your day if you're logging your food. Um, Watermelon, that's another question because of the summertime. It's so delicious. It's full of water. So you get a lot of of fill in your belly from eating some of it. There's a lot of natural sugar, but it's, it's also delicious. And if it's in season, I say eat your watermelon. Life is too short to cut entire foods out that are found in nature simply because they're not perfect. So just be careful with your quantities and include them if it's something that serves you. Now, if you're really trying to lose weight, pulling all of those those things that have an insulin response out or really reducing, it's just going to help you with diet compliance. It's going to help you have um, keep you from those insulin mood, like insulin swings. So to keep those um, carbohydrates that hit your blood fast to a minimum, things that are wet like watermelon, it's carbohydrates, but it's also wet. It goes right to your bloodstream much quicker, so it's going to spike that insulin quicker. So if you are going to eat a lot of fruit, make it something that it's like an apple or something with bulk to it, strawberries, low glycemic index, things like that. Gum. I get asked a lot. Uh, I chew gum a lot and it's, you guys have caught me. I forget I'm doing it. I'll be doing it on Instagram. So people say like, is it good for you to eat, to chew so much gum? And I don't know what they mean when they say so much. I mean, do you see all of the gum I chew? Because I do chew so much gum. Um, I choose a sugar-free gum. I vary my gum. Gum helps me from snacking, keeps me from mindless eating. And so for me, it's like pick your poison. It's not ideal that if you're going to you know, be vigilant about your artificial sweeteners, there are some brands out there that don't have artificial sweeteners. Um, I don't care to use them. They are, it's To me, it's like chewing rubber. I don't enjoy it. I'd rather have nothing. But Glee and um, Pure are two brands that don't have any kind of artificial sugar. Go ahead and buy those all damn day. You won't be fighting me for them. <laughs> um, I like Mentos gum. My go-to is Trident. Um, Trident has the flavor that lasts the longest. Gum can bloat you. Um, when I'm on prep and we're really, really cutting all the margins, we're not supposed to be chewing gum because it does bloat you apparently. I haven't ever been so lean that I've noticed it. But um, I, I chew a lot of gum. I say if gum helps you from binging or helps you from eating or helps you from grazing, chew gum. I don't have a problem with it. Ideally, we just get through life with no crutches, right? And we would just be totally and completely, you know, totally fine. But that's not how I am. So I can't tell you to be that way. So I love, I love gum. Coffee. How does coffee fit in a healthy lifestyle? Well, coffee and me are best friends. I start my day with coffee. Um, I have cut my caffeine down a lot because it was getting insane. Um, but coffee is like five calories a cup. It's what you put in it that adds the calories. So, um, you know, it just depends on what's worth it to you. I use unsweetened almond milk in my coffee almost all the time, but then I go through spurts where I'm like, you know what? I really am tired of that. My coffee is too weak. I want some, some actual cream in my coffee. So then I'll go to cream. Now I always measure the cream because one little bloop, um, is a lot of calories. So I, um, right now I'm just using whole milk in my coffee. So it's a little bit of fat, a little bit thicker than almond milk, but enjoy your coffee. Just try to, I don't know. I think, I think they say three big cups a day is the most you should have. Um, I, I don't know how to live that way. So 
I drink a ton of coffee. I do switch to decaf in the afternoon a lot just because I am trying to be less caffeine centric, but coffee in general, it's a great um, natural diuretic, keeps your system going. Caffeine really helps in the gym with blood flow and with the energy, of course. So I'm a big fan of coffee. Now, when you go out, there's all kinds of hacks online of how to order things at Starbucks that are low calorie, but indulgent. So they have sugar-free syrups. They have no sugar added foams and you know they have almond milk. Um, so when I go, my standard order when I want an iced coffee is a Trenta unsweetened iced coffee because otherwise they automatically sweeten it. And then I either have them add sugar-free vanilla and a little bit of milk, or I add Splenda and a little bit of milk. And I usually ask for the milk on the side so I can control how much goes in. But if I get it with like skim milk for some reason, I don't care. I let them bloop it up. <laughs> if I'm doing hot coffee, I just do a drip uh, again with some milk and some Splenda. But if I want something interesting at Starbucks, um, I like to just get a um, an Americano and have them heat up some milk and add to it. So it's a little more milk than a regular drink, but it's not all milk like a latte. So I like almond milk lattes, but they sweeten their almond milk there. And I just, I don't like to drink sugar if at all possible. So if you're near a caribou, their crafted press, their hot crafted press with sugar-free caramel is my favorite. Their crafted press is basically coffee with some salt in it and some sugar. I have no idea how it's so amazing, but it's really, really good. So drink your coffee. Just be mindful of the calories that you are dumping into it. Do you love chocolate? Because I love chocolate, but chocolate usually is full of sugar and chocolate triggers my lizard brain and my binge behavior. So I don't eat chocolate regularly, but I found a solution for us. It's called Gatsby chocolate. Gatsby, G-A-T-S-B-Y, like the great Gatsby. It's a company that has made amazing, delicious chocolate products using allulose to sweeten. So their chocolate has five grams of net carbs per serving, only five grams of sugar per serving, and is 70 calories per serving. Delicious. They have chocolate bars, giant chocolate bars that ends up being three servings. So 210 calories for a giant chocolate bar if you want to eat the whole thing. I always add up the whole thing because let's just call a spade a spade. I'm going to eat the whole thing. But they have flavors like dark chocolate sea salt, dark chocolate almond, white chocolate cookies and cream, which is my personal favorite. And then they have these little milk chocolate gems. They're like M&Ms, except they're cuter. They're pink and purple and green. And they are milk chocolate in 70 calories for a whole bag. It's a giant handful of a treat, 70 calories. So you can make that fit your macros and your calories so easily. They also have dark chocolate peanut butter cups and milk chocolate peanut butter cups. Their products are so delicious, super low calorie. And guess what? I have a discount for you that's 50% off. 50% off your order. If you use my code Kristen50, K-R-I-S-T-E-N-5-0, gets you 50% off at gatsbychocolate.com. Go on their website, look at all their products. They sell out quickly and often on a lot of their products. So go back if they are sold out, keep checking back. But right now they have all the chocolate bars in stock, but hurry, this discount code is amazing. Kristen 50 gets you 50% off and you'll be able to satisfy your sweet truth, your chocolate craving, and not ruin your macros or your calorie bucket for the day. Take a look at their products. You're going to love them. Free shipping as well temperature controlled shipping. So in the summertime, it's going to get to you without being melty. 
I throw mine in the freezer anyway because they're also really delicious frozen. So check them out, gatsbychocolate.com. Use my code, Kristen50. Eating out. How do I eat out and still lose weight? So if you are on a weight loss journey, it's easiest to stick to your goals if you cook your own food as much as possible. Now, that's not always possible. Some people are pilots, flight attendants, you travel for your job. It's really tough. So, and I understand that. It's tough. When I was just traveling, it is tough. So when you're eating out, the the easiest strategy would be to um, think about anything that you could potentially get that is not rare and interesting. So you may like bread, like, oh my gosh, they have this really good bread at this restaurant. Well, you can eat bread anytime you want. You don't have to eat bread because it's put in a basket with a pretty um, napkin in front of you. Now, you sit down to have a meal and you're hungry and it's right there, so it's really hard. So if that's something that you really don't want to use your calories on or eat, move it away from you or ask them not to bring it. But if you really love bread, you can say, all right, when I go out to eat, I'm going to have bread. This is a good place for a food rule. So a situational rule, if this is something you always struggle with or it always knocks you off, just have a rule about about bread. Like, you know, your rule can be, I always have one piece of bread when I eat out. So then you're like, all right, I always get a piece. Now you can say, is this a piece I really want? I don't know. But Avoiding those things, if you can, gives you more calories for your actual meal. So I always recommend picking a really yummy, delicious protein. So in a restaurant, they're going to be cooking with oil. You're not going to be able to control it. So chances are you're going to get a little bit more fat than you really want. But, you know, as long as you're focusing on that protein first. So pick your favorite protein. So, you know, maybe some fish. You like branzino. You like salmon. Order whatever protein on the menu that you can and then make your side vegetables. If someone else is with you and is willing to share a side of carbohydrates with you, go ahead. But typically the carbohydrates in a restaurant are going to be loaded with you know, fat and extra stuff. So a baked potato is going to be full of fat and extra stuff, but you could ask for that on the side. So a baked potato is a decent option. Mashed potatoes, watch out. They mash those potatoes with all kinds of stuff they don't tell you. Reason why they're so good when you eat out? Because they're mashing them with pure butter from Jesus or sour cream or both. Fries, of course, deep fried. So if you can just get away with using as many calories as possible on your protein, that's the best rule of thumb. Or order a big ass salad with protein on top. So there's a restaurant here I love. They have a really yummy salad. I get the big salad and then I add either a chicken breast or some steak or some shrimp. So you're getting your protein on a big salad. That's one way to eat for a long time. I like to eat for a long time when I eat. I just enjoy eating. Um, but getting your protein and veg in. So pick protein first and then just add veg if you can and avoid the restaurant carbs as much as possible just because they tend to be way more caloric than they need to be. And unless it's something you can't get all the time, that's just an easy way to pull some calories out. Um, If you're fast food or drive throughing or more fast casual, um, I'm a big fan of Subway because you can get a salad with protein on it. You can get a sandwich, control what goes on it. Um, A lot of times they have very lean meats. You can add lots of veg. Um, Chipotle as well is great because you control what you're getting. You can choose your meat. You can choose your veg on top. Um, Taco Bell, if you're going to do a drive-through, a fast food thing, Taco Bell has great options. It sounds crazy, but they have lean chicken breasts. You can get chicken breasts off tacos. You can get chicken breasts regular tacos. Their portions are small. And they have their calories listed. Uh, If you're going through a McDonald's, 
McDonald's is a great example of something that gets villainized that should be villainized, but also you can eat according to your goals there. You can get a chicken breast sandwich, take half the bun off. You can get an actual burger. They're not ginormous and make that fit your macros. Um, if they're, if it's breakfast time, I love to just get eggs. They'll give you a couple folded eggs in a sausage patty. That's all protein and I think it's delicious. So just look for your protein first and minimize the sides as much as possible. Um, if you're getting a salad, get that dressing on the side. They often give you way more than you need and you can control that too. So it's tough, especially if you're someone who's working in airports. So one of my friends is a pilot and it's just really hard to find healthy food. And I know that when I travel, I get frustrated. Airport food is expensive and often it's carb centric. It's pizza places, burger places, um, pasta places, sandwich places. So if you can find a Chinese restaurant like a Panda Express, you can get veggies and meat, chicken and broccoli with a side of white rice or a side of fried rice and just minimize how much you eat. If there's a Chick-fil-A, get some grilled chicken nuggets and get a salad with chicken on it too. Double up the protein. If there's a, only a burger restaurant, consider getting a bunless burger and having them put extra tomato, onion, pickle, lettuce on it um, and really get full with all the fresh ingredients on top. Again, you don't have to go bunless, go half bun. Or one strategy I do is I take a big bite of the whole thing and get a nice satisfaction, maybe two bites, then I pull some bun off. I've had the, the delicious taste of all of it together, and then now I just want to eat the protein. Um, steak restaurants, get a small steak, get a big steak, focus on the protein. Um, if there aren't many protein options, then go for something that is veggie based and then add a side of like fat. So if you can add some guacamole, that is highly caloric, but it's healthy fat and it's going to keep you full and give you energy. So it can be tough. This is where it's nice to travel with some protein bars, um, so that you can at least get some protein in and you're not breaking the bank eating, you know, it's expensive to eat in an airport and it's super annoying if you buy something and don't even eat all of it. Hard boiled eggs. I'll often find a little deli at the airport, get some hard boiled eggs, some jerky, call it a day. But ultimately you're not going to starve to death. Um, on a flight if you don't have food with you. And on the plane, they don't give you anything healthy. They give you garbage. They give you crackers, pretzels, whatever. It's not sustainable protein-based food. It's cheap crap. So, you know, if you miss the snacks on a plane, you're not actually missing anything when it comes to nutrition. Um, sorry I sound so judgy, but I am judgy about that. Um, I know it's all about the almighty dollar, but... Final question, not about food, but about weight loss. This is a question I get a lot. Someone just asked it again. How do you start when you have so far to go? So um, this question gets me every time because I remember, I remember being 400 pounds and having to start because it's really hard. A day one is hard no matter where you are in the process. And so how do you start? You have to get a vision. You have to get a vision of the next step, one step. And you have to realize that this is not about anybody else or anybody noticing. If you want to lose weight, it's because you want to lose weight. And it's going to take a long time sometimes, based on where you're started, for other people to notice that you've lost weight. And that can be hard because we want, we want to be given credit for the hard work. But if you can really... Get your brain and your heart around the idea and the fact that you want to lose weight for you, 
This is you versus you. Every food that you choose is your choice. Every choose food that you choose not to eat is your choice. And the result on the scale is a result of your actions. And other people don't need to know. They don't need to notice. It's not about them. This is about you making yourself proud of showing up every day. And it can be demoralizing. When I was 400 pounds, it's like looking up at the top of a, of a, of a mountain and I got to climb to the top. That's going to take forever. We often think that it's going to take forever. And then we, we don't start because it's going to take too long. But that is such flawed logic. It's what our lizard brain does to just keep us stuck because it's easier. But to say, oh, it's going to take so long, don't start, is, is crazy. If you get one day under your belt, you've just cut one day off of the time it's going to take. But if you don't even do one day, it's never going to get closer. And it's, it's defeating. So I always say, look at the first step that you can take. What's the first thing that you can do that will move you from point A closer to point B? So set a five pound goal, set a one week consistent goal, set a small goal that you know you can attain and work at it till you hit it and then celebrate the heck out of it because you did it for you and then you can give yourself credit. No one else needs to notice. You can tell people, but if they don't notice five pounds off your body, it's not because it wasn't worth it. Five pounds is 20 sticks of butter. One stick at a time off your body. It's a quarter pound. If you only lose a quarter pound in a week, that's a stick of butter. So set small attainable goals and determine that you are doing this for you and that all you have to do is one day, today, day one, day one, and then tomorrow is day one again because you're not the same person that you are day to day. So every day is a day one. And setting those small goals and seeing you hit them and then piling up over time, you will be able to look back at that progress and others will notice. But if no one ever notices, does that mean that you shouldn't have done it? Are you only doing it for other people to notice? If that's the case, then that would be a motivator. But if you're doing it for you, then other people noticing is just icing and not necessary. So start where you are, start small. Choose one thing that you can do. So for some people, it's I'm going to log my food every day or I'm going to stop snacking in the afternoon. I can have a bigger lunch. I can have a bigger dinner, but I'm not going to snack between lunch and dinner. Things like that. Behaviors you can just start to modify. That's your measurement of success. Did I do the thing I said I was going to do? Yes. Then I am successful. The scale doesn't have to reflect anything yet. I know that I said, I'm doing this, and then I did it. That's how you start, and it's a matter of tweaking and and tweaking and dialing down um, more and more. So what happened with me is I started to lose weight, and I went from eating full, thick crust pizzas to thin crust pizzas. And then over time, a thin crust pizza instead of two. And then later it was like, "Mm, maybe I shouldn't be doing pizza. Maybe I could do um, a salad with vegetables or with protein. So that took a little time to adjust that habit or like it's movie night, you know, food, junk food, popcorn, pizza, all these things. Then it turned to movie night, pizza, and then we'll have, you know, grapes and blueberries and carrots and air popped popcorn. So still those, you know, things we didn't completely change everything, but we got closer to ideal. And then eventually it's, you know, let's not have pizza every time we have movie night. Let's have a normal dinner and then let's have a snack, a 
to snacks. So you start moving closer to a more healthy way of approaching your meals, your meal behaviors, your food. You cannot change everything overnight and expect it to stick. It's too much of a jar to your system. But look at where you are, take one step closer to the ideal. And once you have that honed in, do it again and again. And time passes anyway. You may as well be making progress. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast. I'm so excited you're here. If you want to interact with me, go ahead and send me an email, Kristen at kristensmithonline.com. Follow me on Instagram, The Kristen Experience, and make sure you share this podcast with a friend. That's all I have for you today. Have an awesome week. We'll see you next time here on Destination Begin.